Audible presents a must-hear article from the pages of Harvard Business Review. When you're finished listening, be sure to go to audible.com and enter Harvard Business Review in the search box. You'll find our extensive HBR archive and learn how to subscribe to our monthly audio edition. Here is Investigative Negotiation by Deepak Malhotra and Max H. Bazerman. They say the best way to get what you're after in a negotiation, sometimes the only way, is to approach the situation the way a detective approaches a crime scene. Chris, a Fortune 500 executive, is known in his firm as a gifted negotiator who can break impossible deadlocks. Consider his performance in the following deal. A few years ago, Chris's company entered into negotiations with a small European firm to buy an ingredient for a new healthcare product. Some details have been changed to protect the companies involved. The two sides settled on a price of $18 a pound for a million pounds of the substance annually. However, a disagreement developed over terms. The European supplier refused to sell the ingredient exclusively to the U.S. firm, and the U.S. firm was unwilling to invest in a product that was based on an ingredient its competitors could easily acquire. With considerable hesitation, the U.S. negotiators sweetened the deal, offering guaranteed minimum orders and a higher price. To their shock, the supplier still balked at providing exclusivity, even though it had no chance of selling anything close to a million pounds a year to anyone else. The negotiation seemed to be at a dead end, with the U.S. negotiators out of ideas for pushing through a deal. Even worse, the relationship had deteriorated so much that neither side trusted the other to continue bargaining in good faith. At that point, the stymied U.S. team brought in Chris to help improve relations. He did more than that. After listening to the facts, he asked the Europeans a simple question. Why? Why wouldn't they provide exclusivity to his corporation, which would buy as much of the ingredient as they could produce? The response surprised the Americans. Exclusivity would require the supplier's owner to violate an agreement with his cousin, who bought 250 pounds of the ingredient each year to make a locally sold product. Armed with this new knowledge, Chris proposed a solution that allowed the two firms to quickly wrap up a deal. The European firm would provide exclusivity with the exception of a few hundred pounds annually for the supplier's cousin. In retrospect, that solution seems obvious. But as we've seen in real-world negotiations, as well as in classroom simulations with seasoned dealmakers, this type of problem-solving is exceedingly...